Every Arizona homeowner's happy place every Saturday morning where we come, get in front of the microphones, Jennifer gets in front of the telephone, and we invite you to call the show at 1-888-767-4348, and we'll do everything we can to put our 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. We'll take all that experience, the tips and tricks of the trade, anything you're trying to get done around your house, home, castle, or cabin. We would love for you to call us and we'll help you. And while we're helping you, it will benefit every single Arizona homeowner that's listening. Whether you're in Pima County, Pinal County, Maricopa County, Yavapai County, or wherever, we're here to help you the Arizona homeowner, and woot, 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 how about the rain this morning? I was tickled to death. I will be glad and rejoice in that. Woo! And it's very interesting. Maricopa County Flood Control posted a picture of the rain gauges throughout yeah. the area. And <clears throat> like down in South Phoenix, only 0.12 inch, but then up in... Peoria, some areas, 0.83 of an inch. So just the, and Waddell got almost an inch, but right next to it, uh, north of there, got a half an inch. So definitely some concentrated uh, clouds that were carrying more than others. Not too unusual for an Arizona rain event across the desert floor. That's for sure. I was out doing a, a, a big hike out on the San Carlos Indian Reservation earlier this week, and, uh, the, the the cover, the grass cover, was up to your shins from the weather and the water they got last winter. But I'll tell you what, I mean, a horse hoof, a horseshoe against a rock spark would, would set that entire reservation on fire. It is thousands of acres of dead brown grass as high as your shin. But this is going to help. This is absolutely delicious. But I'll tell you what's more delicious than that. Arizona Snowball opened yesterday. <laughs> Hot <clears throat> dog. Man, that's awesome. I got to get on the live cam and see what's going on up there. The Arizona Snowball is now open for the season. What you may or may not know about old Rosie is if I had not met Jennifer, I would have never left Steamboat Springs, Colorado. I would have been a ski bum my entire life. I would have learned, I would have been a busboy during the summer, but I would have found some way to make money skiing year-round, if possible. Uh, That's one sport I just really, really love to do. It's just so relaxing and peaceful and restoration and restorative. So Snowball's open. I got my season pass. I'll be up there many Mondays and Tuesdays. On their website, if you go to the Mountain tab, you, you can find trail conditions in today's report. They got five of five runs of 55 open, and two of the eight lifts are open. Okay, all right. All, all the snow machines have been working hard the last but, the last two weeks, probably. And, and there's the live cam. Is it? Is that it snowing up there? Does not look like it. It okay. is an overcast, and the mountain, <clears throat> the clouds are low enough you can't see the top of the mountain, but it does not look like it's currently snowing. All right. Well, we get questions all week long, and one of the questions I wanted to talk about uh, at, at, at this particular time to kind of 
fuel the fire for getting the the uh, phone call started is we got a call this week and we get it we get it often uh the question is rosie how should i consider building a budget for my kitchen remodel well it's an easy question to address because we've done so many kitchens now i'm not telling you it's an easy number to digest i'm just telling you it's an easy number to come up with we triangulate data of all the kitchens we've remodeled uh, in the Phoenix metro area the last few decades. And I, if you'll take a piece of paper down and write this down, this is about what you're going to spend. Let's, let's define a kitchen remodel first. Let's assume that you've got a 1970s or 1980s 10-foot by 8-foot kitchen. That's very typical for what you'll find in that era. So we're talking 80 square feet. And we're talking about, let's talk about an all-electric kitchen. Let's talk about it's probably a fluorescent ceiling. And we're going to update the appliances. We're going to change out the cabinets, new countertops, new flooring. And we very seldom do that without upgrading the lighting and the ventilation and the uh, appliance package. So we're going to take the assessed cash value that is found at the Maricopa County Assessor's Office for your home. We're going to take that number and we're going to take between 20 to 30% of that, okay? So take the full cash value, and you're going to spend 20 to 30% doing a full kitchen remodel, all new. Then we take a look at your definition. We ask you to specify, okay? Uh, now that we know what we're doing, let's specify. Do you want luxury appliances, semi-luxury appliances, nice appliances, builder-grade appliances? You can look at a three-foot refrigerator, and you can find them for under $800. But I'm telling you this, you can look at a sub-zero three-foot refrigerator, side-by-side refrigerator freezer, and you're going to be at $12,000. A three-foot refrigerator isn't enough for some people. Some families need a four-footer. Well, you can go to a four-foot sub-zero, and you're going to be spending north of $20,000. So I need to find out what level of appliances you're going to fit in to this package. I also need to know what grade of cabinet you're going to fit into this package, but I can tell you, for a kitchen that size, it's going to be really easy to spend fifteen dollars to $20,000 on the cabinets. If you're going with some pull-out shelves and some full extension drawers, self-closed hardware for the drawers and the doors, and nice wood cabinet, not a bunch of particle board junk shipped in in boxes flat that you put together yourself. Whatever you spend in cabinets, so I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to spend, let's say, $15,000 for a kitchen that size, easily, 15 to 20. You take that and multiply it times five to seven, okay? And that's about what the whole kitchen remodel is going to be if you're in nice appliances. If you're in luxury appliances, you're going to be spending $50,000 just on the appliances and then we have to add these other formulas in as well so let's just say 20 percent of cash value five to six times what the cabinets are going to cost you or take the square footage and multiply it times 600 to one thousand dollars a square foot so 80 square foot times six hundred dollars what does that get you 54 grand, pretty easy. But I tell you what, you could spend 54 grand in appliances in that same kitchen. 
So those are the three triangulated data points we use to help people establish what does a kitchen remodel cost. It starts, well, let's define a kitchen remodel. Then let's specify the remodel. And it takes us, with when we meet homeowners interested in a kitchen remodel, it can take us two months to meet, design, specify it, price it, and put it in our schedule to get started. So those are the tips we've got for you right here at Rosie on the House for contemplating kitchen remodeling. I told you, you might like the information, you might like the data, but there haven't been very many people we've given the price to that they just fell in love with it right off the bat. It's expensive. It's really expensive. But let me just tell you, you know, when I went into remodeling, you could buy your entire kitchen package from the Salmi company uh, in Old Scottsdale. You could get uh, your oven, your cooktop, your refrigerator, your dishwasher. You could get all of that. We would allow $3,000 for your kitchen appliances and have nice stuff. You can spend that on a dishwasher. Microwave. You can, yeah, <laughs> you can spend that on a dishwasher today. Oh. All right. Shall we take a call before we go to break real quick? It is a call-in show. one 767 Good morning. How may we help you? Hi. Uh, I'm getting information in the mail about the homeowner's water, water line protection program. Yes. And I wanted to know what Ro- uh, Rosie's thoughts were on that. I don't know if it's for real or if it's a scam. I just need to know. Well, for the guy that invented it, it's real. <laughs> I mean, that guy that invented it, he's, I think he's in Vermont. Uh, nationally, he reaches out to, I don't know, 330 million people in America. I think that's 100 million people, 100 million houses and dwellings. And if he gets $2 a month from just one half of 1% of those people, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, he is. I can tell you, Marilyn, those are policies I don't generally endorse or support. There is a caveat to that. If your home is galvanized plumbing and it's over 50 years old it might be worth that two or three dollars a month because the life expectancy of your water supply line is about another 32 hours (laughs) (laughs) and but though and you also want to make sure that what they you're allowed to pick your own contractor to do it because sometimes uh you know they'll the insurance will have their you know, you can only unquote. pull from these guys, and they might not be the most uh, reputable. Reputable okay. is, a, is a good word. The, so the general position of Rosie on the House is we don't support those. Um, we don't think they're generally necessary. You can also buy it to protect the overhead electrical line that comes into your house. You can buy it to protect the drain line, the sewer line between the house and the tap. There's times that might make sense, but I'm thinking, Ahwatukee, uh, your house isn't old enough to justify that. That's my personal opinion. And, Romy, we've got another message here that somebody wants to know our position on home warranties. Will you take that right after so the Kind of on the same, it same is, theme. It's right along the same theme. Romy will be talking about what we recommend in the way of home warranties. 
one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you to join the conversation. Text questions can also be sent to 411-923. And you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. One of the follow-ups we had, you know, last segment, we were talking with a homeowner wanting to know about the insurance coverage for your water line. Uh, and <clears throat> along those same lines, we had another question about, you know, do we have a home warranty company we recommend? Now, generally speaking, <clears throat> it, it's pretty much the same answer that we had for the water line. It's not something we really would recommend. Uh, you know, there are exceptions, there's cases, you know, every every scenario is different but more often than not those aren't you know home warranties aren't something that we you know would recommend what do you, you know first off ask yourself why do you think you need this if it's a extremely aged home and extremely aged appliances okay there might be some argument for it there <clears throat> or is it uh, something that your neighbor's telling you that you need, and now you've got it in your mind that, yeah, you do need it. We spent an entire hour in our on-the-house hour, our second hour each Saturday, back in March uh, twenty on March 25th of this year with <clears throat> one of our partners, uh, Mike Lowry of Focus Insurance Services. And we dove into the difference between homeowners' insurance versus home warranties. And if you've already got homeowner's insurance, you know, there is equipment breakage coverage that you can add for much less than what it costs you to go now get a home warranty. And you get to choose your own contractor. Many of these home warranty companies, they have their own uh, companies or their own uh, you know, technicians that do the work and in a lot of those cases, the people doing the work are paid very low hourly, but paid very highly commission rates. So their motivation coming out is to try and sell you as much as they possibly can. So you, you could end up overspending dramatically uh, on something that, that you didn't know you, you really didn't need at that time. So like I said, that podcast is back from March 5th. You can just type in home warranty into our search engine and you'll see the search result there on the house, our homeowner insurance versus home warranty with focus and click the podcast, listen to all of the different factors that we go through in breaking down our decision and you doing a home warranty versus adding equipment breakage coverage under your homeowner's insurance. That's that. What are you calculating over there? I'm I'm just calculating. <laughs> just calculating. You've been pretty intent working over there. Yeah, well, yeah. I was double checking my math. So um, you were triangulating. It. I was. I was triangulating the averages of uh, of uh, this and that, and a little bit of everything. So uh, here at Rosie on the House, uh, you can get onto our website, RosieOnTheHouse.com. It is where we pile all of the answers to all of the questions we're asked here on air during the Saturday broadcast. 
as well as the questions we receive all week long at the office. All the answers to those questions are posted on that website. If it's a project you're trying to tackle yourself, don't hesitate to just go to the website, go to the search engine, and type in what it is you're trying to tackle. And you'll get a response of every time we've talked about that topic on air, every time we've written about it in one of our newspaper articles or one of our blogs. If you typed in water heater and saw the results, by the time you finished studying everything about water heaters on our website, you'd be a licensed plumber. You, you, you would have a water heater degree. And that's just on one topic. So don't hesitate to jump in. But again, on Saturday mornings, don't hesitate to call the broadcast at one 767 We've sent our homeowner handbook, the digital version, to the printer this week. Uh, it's something that we started doing. This will be our seventh year printing. Uh, and what it does is it gives you a preview of everything that we have lined out topic-wise for the next calendar year of 2024 uh, from our outdoor living hour topics to our weekly to do's we have featured partners and we have different different one of our partners have different uh, calls to action they put in there so like right now for november pillow window and doors has 250 dollars off windows and 500 dollars off doors so if there are items that you're going to be investing in on your home this is a great opportunity to help save you a little money with rosie on the house certified partners and then uh, Arizona chimney and ducks also has $25 off any cleaning so if you're in a home that still has a chimney uh, you know as we're getting into our firewood season here our, our wood burning season we always recommend making sure that the chimney is clean operating and in good working condition so if you would like if you're not on the mailing list for that you can go to our website and request one either by sending the contact form or better yet click on our e-store tab and order it through there because that platform verifies your address hello my name is dennis rusk i'm the president and owner of abc glass you're listening to rosie on the house yes you are we're actually going to be talking a little bit about glass later in this segment. You were mentioning the resources on our website. If you have a roof leak, just know whenever it rains, especially like now where it's been months since the last rain, any roofer that's worth his weight is probably booked out Four to six weeks now. By, <laughs> just, by just, about 6.30 this morning. Yeah, it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got a lot of great roofers on the network uh, all over uh, the, the both Phoenix and Tucson. Um, and what Rosie did last year with a number of them, you, put, you did three different video series on how to dry in a roof. And it was different roofs. You did a flat roof with a parapet, one that had... A tile roof and a flat roof combined, and then another just straight pitched roof. But how to properly tarp it to dry it in 
so that, uh, you know, if we get some more rain between now and when a roofer can get out to you, at least more damage doesn't happen. Now, all of our roofers do have crews that will come dry in for you as well until they can get there. But a lot of great information on there if you're <coughs> capable of getting on the roof and doing the work yourself. If, if, if. <laughs> be, be careful. I think I start each one of those tarping segments with the fact that uh, getting on the roof is dangerous. Getting on a wet roof is even more dangerous. <laughs> so these are the things you can and, do. Uh, you know, if you've got teenage boys you want to put in, in hazard's way and put them to good roof, send them up the roof and let them watch this video and they'll learn how to do it. And I think what you'll notice in all those are, are the roofing harnesses. Yes. I think it's required now. Oh, yeah. And oh. the roofing trade that all workers have to be uh, roped off roped off onto which i don't know when that came because uh the the summers i worked at a roofing company that was not required <laughs> uh so that's got to be within the last you know 20 years but you know that that is required now and that's because uh of falls and accidents that happen so tarping off your roof you that is one more resource you can find at Rose Young Ness on our YouTube channel. And we got we, uh, we get questions all the time about all the segments that we have on YouTube, and we answer those questions as they come in. Uh, I think our YouTube channel, Rosie on the House YouTube channel, is currently experiencing about 15,000 minutes of viewing every single month. So there's lots of good tips on there about Arizona homeownership. And... We got a text here, somebody wanting to know about creating a slope on a flat roof. And foam roof companies, you know, that's a technique that they have adopted so that instead of it pooling on your roof and having to go up there with a broom and push the water off before it, you know, finds a way to work its way into your home before it evaporates, when they're re-roofing it now, they there's different materials they use to create a slope so that, you know, it, it still looks flat from the ground, but there's enough slope that when the rain comes, it goes off your roof. We, we had a great fun lunch yesterday. I wish you could have made it. Um, of all the Rosie certified remodelers, most of the certified remodelers in Arizona, uh, Tom Riley joined us from Yavapai County, Jim from Regal uh, Bath and Kitchen, uh, Christine from BC Renovations, a couple guys from Rosie Wright. We sat down and we started a conversation about what's going to be different about your home in Arizona that's different from wherever you came from. Romy, I had about seven things off the top of my head I could just rattle off really quick. We ended up like with 18 things that are unique about the Arizona home. And there is, in fact, a chance that if you're buying an older Arizona home, you could literally be buying a home with a flat roof. <laughs> and we use the term flat roof kind of interchangeably because uh, right now we won't build a quote-unquote flat roof without a slope built into it, a quarter inch to a foot. But there were builders that came out to Arizona after World War II and uh, – air conditioning invented and a lot of these builders were coming in from the midwest they were moving to arizona because it never rains out here they were literally building flat roofs with no parapet and the thought was well water can't pile up up there <laughs> it's going to get a it's going to get a quarter or a half inch 
deep and it's going to find a way to, to drip off the edge. There really are many flat roofs in the subdivisions built through the 50s and 60s of Arizona. And that could be one of the very unique things. And I'll tell you another unique thing about Arizona's backyard fencing. <laughs> and none of us, in all of the experience that was in that room, none of us could determine why did we start that in Arizona? I mean, did we start that or did it come over from California I, techniques? I, I, Romy, I don't know. I mean, you move here from Kansas City or uh, St. Louis or Minneapolis, you walk in your backyard and your backyard is shared with 14 other people. And there's, there's no fences in between them, and it's all one big field. But we started separating all of our backyard with fences. Very lock fences. It's it's it's, it's a unique a, a unique environment to Arizona. But it was a very fun lunch. Thank you, Christine from BC Renovations. Thank you, Jim from Regal Kitchen, Bath and Kitchen. Uh, and thank you for the guys at Rosie Wright and Tom Riley joining us and uh, by Zoom from that Prescott. turns into a broadcast that will be in It is. Summer. I mean, it it'll be a live broadcast, but you know, it's the planning stage for the content uh, creation. We spent uh, a lot of time. We had a lot of fun. With, I, could, I could not believe how many different unique things we came up with. And I've been doing it my whole life. People want to know, why don't we have basements? A lot of people want to know. Why is your electric panel mounted to the outside of your house? What idiot came up with that idea? They're, Where are they the supposed rest of, to be otherwise? Oh, the rest of the country, they're inside a garage or inside the house where oh. you can get to the breakers when they're blown. Instead and you, of and your standing neighbor, in a pool of water? Uh, yes, yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. And your neighbor can't open the door and shut your breakers off. You know? It's very you I, know, I don't and, think we have a lot of those problems here. No, we don't. <laughs> of, of people that, jumping yards and, and flipping. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why they had to put the block fences up. <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's it, Roby. Good point. Good point. Let's see if we can bring in. Uh... I think it's James. Well, James. Or Sharon James. With, with a water heater. Go ahead. Yes. You have a question about it. Well, hi. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I do. But first of all, I want to say thank you guys for being so awesome. Just totally amazing you guys are. Um, well, well, well I'm you. calling because I'm a, <laughs> my water heater, it's making a whistling noise. And the, the laundry room backs up to the water heater, which is outside in the garage. And yesterday, I know, I, I should have first called Rosie on the house. We had an old primary company we used here. And the gentleman, he didn't so seem well-versed. He talked, he said that it's a, a leak. But I can hear the whistling noise coming from the metal, like, uh, wire that goes from the water heater. I hear that noise inside of there. So when look at you on your website and getting ready to call one of your plumbers, okay. it, it said it could be a valve. A valve. Very, so, very easily could be a valve. Very, very easily. Oh, yeah. A leak, a leak. Very often is not going to create a hum or a buzz. It's going to be pretty quiet if it makes any audible noise at all. Of course, depending on the, depending on the volume of the leak. But uh, most of, but if it was a big leak, you wouldn't need to pinpoint it by noise. You'd pinpoint it by moisture on the floor somewhere. But a leak isn't generally going to create a humming noise. And the one thing, the one way you could test that is just simply turn the hot water heater off with the valve. 
And does the noise stop? Uh, would be one very easy test. But I want to. But but Romy was addressing this a little bit earlier about uh, companies that aren't sending technicians out to you; they're sending commissioned salespeople out to you. And we recently had to deal with a woman, uh, a widow, who called a non-rosy approved plumber to their house for a water heater. And by the time that person left this woman's house, she had over $6,000 of fees that he rang up for her for simply wanting a new water heater. Well, he had about $1,500 commission built into that for himself. So whenever you're seeking advice for plumbing, electrical, air conditioning advice, get to Rosie Wright. Maricopa County was the biggest target in the country. I'm talking from L.A. to Portland, Maine. I'm talking from Seattle to Miami. Phoenix, Arizona was the biggest target for large commercial companies to move in here and buy plumbing companies, electrical companies, and air conditioning companies. They're called consolidators. And the first thing those consolidators do is start looking at the accounting sheet. And they say, we're going to turn every technician into a salesman. And we're going to sell high-profit items that are hard to search on the Internet, that are small and easy to stock on a truck. Those aren't the technicians you want at your house. Oh, boy. My phone's going to blow up Monday. Hey. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> had a sweet texter earlier saying, what should I do about this issue with my beams? And I said, well, I need to know what the issue is. Okay. So she sent some pictures. Okay. And I put those up on Facebook. And they're pictures of beams. And it seems like we're getting this question all the time now. Well, so, a lot of these wood beams on houses are getting to 40 and 50 years old now. They're ones that were built in the 70s and 80s. Well, I guess most people want to know, can I salvage these? Do I need to replace them? How big a repair is this? And it seems like people tend to let them go till it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> See, seems really? to be, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, seems to be. Seems to be. The termites love them, and yeah. Well, I would love for any of you that are listening right now that might have this problem uh, to get to your computer and go on Facebook and uh, get to the Rosie on the House page. And, Jennifer, that'll be the first thing that pops up. People can get there and take a look at the same pictures I'm looking yeah, at here. If they here. go to Rosie on the House, I just I just put them up there so you can kind of see what Rosie's talking about. You go to the face. You go Rosie to the on inter- the House Facebook. Go to the Internet machine. <laughs> go to Facebook. Yes, sir. Type in Rosie on the House. Uh-huh. And that's all you need to know? That's right. Those pictures will be there? Yep. Okay, so I'm looking at them, and they're all 4 by 8, 6 by 8, 6 by 10, 6 by 12, and they have gone too far. We can take, sometimes, if they haven't gone quite this far, a product called Abitron. It's hard to get, it's hard to find, but if you get it, it's incredibly nice material. It comes in several parts. There's a liquid that you pour on the wood, and it actually hardens the wood back up. Takes dry rot, soft, spongy wood, and turns it back into hardwood. Doesn't turn it into structural wood, but it turns it into something hard enough that now the epoxy paste that you're going to mix up and shove down in the cracks or even actually inject into the wood grain has something to hold on to. If you can take a pocket knife and go up to those beams and sink the blade more than a half inch, three quarters of an inch, don't try and save them. If you 
get your pocket knife and the knife has resistance and you can only get in there a very little way or an eighth of an inch. You can save it with Abitron. You can find it on the internet. It's two parts, takes a little work, takes a little testing. Go ahead and experiment with it with a, with a sample piece of wood down on the ground. But it can work well. And then one, and that's if you can save it. If you can't save it, well, then you need to call uh, Rosie Wright, the Small Projects Division, and we'll come out and replace the beams for you. And then when we replace them, we're going to cover the tops of them with a rain cap. And that's going to triple the length of that beam now that it's been replaced and installed correctly. Just a little rain hat right over the top with a galvanized piece that's painted to match existing. You'll hardly know it's there, and it'll triple the life of that would-be. You know what? That caller that started the conversation by thanking us for what we do have made my whole Saturday. It sure does, doesn't it? And, it? and it's why we do this, so that we can help you, the Arizona homeowner. And I, she didn't talk about what this plumber was getting ready to charge her, but I'm glad I was able to cover that information because it's one of the areas people are being extremely, grievously taken advantage of. And uh, I want to stop it. We had a caller from Tucson who said he worked listens every weekend. He gave us a little homework from some information we covered, so I told him we'd do that. But he said he listens even when they went on vacation to Belize. <laughs> I was like, really? He goes, yeah, we have no life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. One of Going the... to Belize, uh, they have no life. Uh, <laughs> I, feel, I feel terrible. I know. Rough. Uh, I'd like to listen to our show from Belize. <laughs> um let me talk about our website, rosieonthehouse.com, and our newsletter that goes out every week. You become a Rosie Insider by going to the website and subscribing to the newsletter, and that's all you'll ever get. It'll come to your mailbox every Thursday. It will tell you what we're going to cover on the show this coming Saturday. It will also cover a do-it-yourself tip to help you. You can build a library of do-it-yourself tips for your home. And our do-it-yourself tip this week is an education on glass. I was talking earlier about you could go to that website and put water heater in the search engine. And before you finish, it would take you all weekend to, to digest what all the information is going to be spit out about water heaters. And on Monday morning, you could go down to the register of contractors and pass the plumbing test on water heaters. You'd have all that much information. Well, we're talking this week on glass. We're talking everything glass. Clear glass, frosted glass, tinted glass. We're talking smoke glass, stained glass, tempered glass. We're talking safety laminated glass. We're talking mirrored glass. We're talking textured glass. We're talking smart glass. If you want an education on glass and you're not a subscriber to Rosie on that, you missed the chance. It would have come to your mailbox automatically on Thursday. But now you don't got it. And that smart glass was an interesting one. Uh, <clears throat> it uses electricity to make the glass pane go uh, from clear to, you know. Kind of foggy. Tra- yeah. That, uh, and there's something else. I don't know that I, 
I saw it in here, but there's also a company out of Canada that's putting solar technology into windows for skyscrapers so that, you know, as the sun's shining on glass, you, know, you think about downtown Tempe and all those glass buildings that have gone up there. I always Convert wonder about that. Convert that to, yeah. you know, energy, solar glass to, to produce some of the building's own energy. So there's definitely a lot. And all of that still, it is you know, so strange that glass is still a liquid. You know, that's, that's, that's one thing that I <laughs> constantly, yeah. And, and how do you shatter liquid? Glass shatters. You know, <laughs> I think there'd be like a different classification for it. But What can we do about takeaways for today? Can I go first? Yep. Snowball's open. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you've been, you've been uh, tuned in. Here. You've been toned into Roselle now for years. Your house is in good shape. Snowball's open. Sunrise, December 1st. That's a ski resort for those folks that are new right. to Arizona. <laughs> very good. Very good. I love it. I love it. Uh, Miss Jennifer, what's your takeaway for today? Well, mine's an extra. Mine's a little line up. Be sure you sign up for uh, Arizona Staycation. We just had two go out this week, one to Oro Valley and one to my favorite, Ramsey Canyon. And just I think we just drew for Camp Verde this week, and we have Prescott left for this year. So Prescott's a great place to visit in December. Great to do your oh, Christmas yeah. shopping and just cool off and enjoy the weather in the area. Buy a Boy Scout uh, Christmas tree from the troops up there in Yavapai County. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, it makes a great December trip. <clears throat> and if we're talking mountains, you got to give Mount Lemmon some love for ski. They will be closed on Thanksgiving. It says they'll reopen on Friday the 24th. So that oh. makes me think they're already open right now. So we're going to do that this year, Romy. You and I, Mount one Lemon. day, Mount Lemon. Going to get her done. <laughs>